51. Sankutsu elbow thrust to the up back. Onimowatsu roundhouse lunge kick to the quarterback. Takatami hands or block to the. Shoot, never mind. 15 yards. First down. <laughs> I forgot how funny that movie was. Uh, Necessary roughness clip there, if you guys didn't know. It's week number four, Fantasy Football Junkies. And boy, oh boy, I didn't think it'd get any worse than week two, man. Week three was brutal. Brutal. Spanky wasn't with us last week. He's back with us today. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you're listening, we appreciate it. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search Fantasy Football Junkies Podcast. And, of course, I left my stupid email open, so thank you for that. That was that was awesome. Let me, let me shut all this stuff down here real quick. All right, so, Kalna, you are here today, sir. Thank you so much for being here all four weeks in a row. I appreciate it. Spanky, it's uh, good to hear you too, buddy. Yeah, I know uh, you would have thought being uh, a large individual such as myself that a, a food podcast would be uh, right up my alley, but apparently I don't know how to cook, but I know how to be fat. Yeah, you know how to eat. That's one thing. Yeah, you're right. You definitely know how to eat, but cooking the food is a, is a totally different story. Calda, buddy, week number three, man. Golly, we were not good. I was looking at my booms from last week and just going, oh, I mean that I really had Higby on there as a uh, you know a boom. I mean, oh my gosh! I was, I was, hey, what, what are we doing? We got fleas. Matt Stafford was a NFC Player of the Week. <laughs> I had Justin Fields as a boom last week at quarterback. That uh, Ooh, he, he was he got boomed, didn't he? I mean, he, he for sure got boomed. So um, yeah, things we we missed on. A, I, I missed on a, a lot last week. Um, the Brandon Cooks thing, I'm just not happy about because he was on. I mean, I didn't even start him in my league. It just anyway. The one thing you can't Did you do, win. Did you win your leagues? I forget. Uh, no, it's the first actual week. Week three is the first week I had a loss in any of my leagues. Calendar. What about you, bud? And the league that we participate in together, I had two wins. I think you had. I can't remember zero. I don't think in the 20 years that I've been playing fantasy football, though, I've ever lost to the same person back to back weeks. Though, have you? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm not here I, yeah, to talk it, about the past. Yeah, I know you're not. And that's that's a great point because we're not here to talk about the past. We're here to talk about the future. And we're here to talk about how players can help your teams win. And I'm telling you right now, I, is it me or Spanky? I'll start with you. Does it seem like every single fantasy football season, teams, your 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 some of your teams and your players just get blown up earlier and earlier and earlier in the in the year. You know what I mean? Like uh, the, the the teams you drafted already and started in week one are totally different than what you're starting right now, Spank. Yeah, you can look. I mean, you, and when you when you approach a draft and you're drafting these teams and you're thinking, "Wow, man, how I might just go undefeated," and then you're in like you know. Kalma's situation, you're sitting at one and two with 314 points. You're like, wow, I guess my team's not that good. Then you got to start making moves, and then you got to start doing, you know, here or there, try to trade or whatever. But you can't panic until at least week four, maybe five. Kalma, we talked about it last week. When do you start panicking? I panic uh, (laughs) the first Thursday night of the the year. You can't even talk. (laughs) Go ahead, man. I mean, I just panic constantly. But this week, it was kind of like a like a utopia for me. The Cowboys won. I won. 
my big money league I did great in. So, I mean, you just got to have patience. It's very early in the season. Things are still working itself out. I mean, Chuba Hubbard is going to be important. That's a great name. I love saying it. I think it still should have been pronounced Chubba Hubbard. It sounds like a bubblegum. Yeah, we're going to call it Chubba. We're calling it Chubba Hubbard. We're not going to go Chubba. I agree. Yeah, definitely Chubba Hubbard for sure, and he's definitely on a lot of lists right now. And if you don't know that name, Chubba Hubbard, well, you better because uh, he's going to be a big one to own. If he's still on the waiver wire right now, go pick him up. You know, and that's one thing I like, guys, is that we do this show early enough. You know, leagues that we're in, we've been doing this for a long time. These players are not available in leagues that we're in. They're just not. But there are people who have just started playing fantasy football. There are younger guys who, I, you know, my sons, no one, they're like, what, like, two of the guys... I was talking to on Tuesday. They had no idea about Christian McCaffrey. And I was like, how do you guys not know about this? Like one of the, they're like, oh, we just don't get on it as much. I was like, and, 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 and you know, we've got to remember that. You know, people don't look at their fantasy teams as much as we do. They only look at it on Saturday and Sunday, and that's it. And then hopefully people are listening to the podcast, and um, they can pick up some of these players that we're going to be mentioning here this morning. So um, week number four, fantasy football junkies, of course, start them or sit them. We'll, we'll begin with that. Uh, the Thursday night football focus with Kalna. He'll he'll talk about that. We get our spank dog back for the faux show, or hell no, since Kalna loved that one last week. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest booms and busts for week number four: uh, waiver wire injuries, and then spank box. I again uh, thought I did a great job on that last week. Spanky, you don't agree? Uh, no, you did horrible. <laughs> All right, I know you, I may look, I know I may look Samoan, but you you made it sound like a Samoa choking on a loaf of bread. <laughs> oh, that was fun, Calvin. We had fun last week, though, didn't we? It was it was it was good. I did miss Bank's uh, commentary, and just uh, just so I didn't have to hear you as much. Oh, nice. Okay, very good. So let's not hear from me anymore. Let's hear from some of the people around the social media verse. Again, these are uh, stardom or sit questions from people who uh, listen to the podcast or um, on our Facebook Messenger. Again, follow us on all the social media, guys. Just look for Fantasy Football Junkies Podcast. All right, our first stardom or sit Calna, uh, we'll start with you. At Live OC Girl wants to know who she should start at her running back position this week. This is uh, RB2. Cordero Patterson or Mixon? I don't even have to me, I don't even have to think twice. You start Joe Mixon. Okay. He's a every down kind of back. He's gonna get he's gonna get carries, he's gonna get receptions. Since he's playing at home against the Jags on Thursday night football, and I believe that since he's gonna control the game, I believe they'll get up somewhat early, maybe not as early as I'd like, but during that second half I believe they're gonna turn completely Turn it over completely to Mixon, and he'll have a workhorse type of game. And just Cordell Patterson, he's a gimmick play. Uh, Mike Davis has been a letdown, but he still gets the most of the targets there. Whether people want to believe it, his numbers don't really show that, but he still gets you know receptions out of the backfield. Cordell might be a boomer bust with his touchdown. I mean, you know, he's good for a touchdown or two, but he's not going to put up a ton of numbers. So you got to go with Joe Mixon there. All right, Spanky. What about you at Timbo Five? He wanted to know. Which one of these players he starts in his flex spot, Jamar Chase or Brandon Cooks? I'd, I'd be curious, though, to know if that's a flex spot, what his other wide receivers would be. But to me, it's a no-brainer. It's Jamar Chase. The cat's on fire. First three weeks, double-digit points. 
Uh, looks like he's fixed the preseason yips with dropping the ball. It's a no-brainer for me, Jamar versus the Jags. Yeah, don't you have him in one of the leagues that we're in? As a matter of fact, I do, Cubby. Yeah, and, and so, again, that's going to be fun to watch him tonight. The guy is sick. I mean, the catches he makes. Has he scored a touchdown in each week, Spank? Uh, no, I think it was just last week. But then the the so his numbers weekly, uh, based on our point value, eighteen, twelve, and twenty. So, I mean, the first week he had seven targets, five or well, he did have one the first week, and then last week, so two TDs. But the big thing on him coming into the season was, or preseason and ending the season, it was drops. I think he's fixed it. And I think they got a little bit of a thing going there. I like it. I think it's a good pickup draft for myself. However, there is a trade to be made if somebody would like him. Yeah, I think with Higgins being out too, man, that helps him a lot. You know, I mean, that makes him, I mean, Burroughs' go-to guy. All right, Kalna, uh, Krista, our weekly listener, she, uh, again, a friend of the radio station. Krista wants to know, which quarterback is she starting this week, Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? Honestly, this is one where you probably can't go wrong. Cars has a surprising season. I think he leads all passing, uh, all passers in yardage. Cousins though has been very consistent each week, and in any kind of format. But the Raiders are at the Chargers, and then you got the Browns at the Vikings, and Vegas has the Raiders as one of the, if not the highest, over under at fifty two point five. So you hear people say well, maybe we should flip a quarter. Literally, there's people that will make their decisions each week and with a quarter flip. And I like to go by Vegas numbers. So the over-under in that game is the highest on the board at 52.5. So I just favored by a little bit Derek Carr because I believe that's going to be a, a back-and-forth contest with lots of offense. And Cousins, he'll put up, he's been putting up 25 to 30 points a week. So both of them are good choices. I would just slightly lean towards Carr this week. Yeah, I've got Derek Carr in two of my leagues, and I'm starting him in both. Um, That's amazing. I've got him in two of my leagues. I'm starting him in both. Well, I mean, I went off a lot of what you said last week, man. I just you, you really talked me into it. So I listened to your advice. I picked him up, and and uh, I'm starting him. Uh, uh, Spanky, you're uh, starting him or sit him. This is from Max. He is uh, he's a freshman uh, football player and wants to know who he should start at his running back. Uh, flex position. They've got a running back flex position, so I don't know what that means. Running back flex position. Um, all right, Max. Sorry, I don't know what that means, but I guess we'll just say he's a flex spot, right? So he wants to know, do you start uh, running back James Robinson or running back Trey Sermon? You uh, almost have to go with Robinson. I mean, how do you how do you start Sherman at this point? Trey Sermon from San Francisco. Yeah, how do you how do you start him? I don't know how you do that. Well, I mean, there's why, there's why, some people that, that would need to start him. You, you know what I mean? That that's an option. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, some people aren't stacked, I guess, like you are in every one of your teams. You've got you know two great wide receivers, two great running backs at every spot. I mean, some people don't have a a, a great uh, running back at each position. No, I'm just saying. I I'm to, I mean, I don't. That's a that's a horrible to choose from. I mean, I in my opinion, what <laughs> well, do you? You think I'm wrong? Well, no. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. But, gosh, you got to make sure the guy gets some sort of advice on here, you know? So. But not, not from Trey. I mean, Trey, you got to find if you, if Trey, if you're trying to decide between these two, then. You're going to go J.J. Trey, Taylor? Not even, huh? You're going to go J.J. Taylor over Sermon? 
I was thinking Stump Mitchell, but I think he's hanging out with your guy that's not even in the league All right, league Cal, anymore, Cal what, do you, what do you think? James Robinson or Trey Sermon? I mean, James Robinson, you guys knocked me. I put him way high in my rankings earlier in the year, and it didn't pan out so far, but he's starting to get all the looks. They've gotten away from Carlos Hyde. James Robinson seems to have gotten the role of the three-down back traditionally. He's catching the ball out of the backfield. The Jags are playing Cincy. They're going to be expecting him to catch that ball out of the backfield because I don't think – I think Cincy's one of the better defenses against the run. But Sermon, I think he had 31 yards rushing last week, and he lucked into falling into the end zone for a touchdown. Right. So I think James Robinson is your choice, and Spank was probably right. But Sermon, if Eli Mitchell doesn't play and you're really shallow at running back, isn't a horrible start if Mike Shanahan wouldn't get his head out of his sleep <laughs> because he's driving me nuts. All right, last one. Uh, Is that Kyle? Yeah, Kyle, whatever. They're all the same. He did the same thing in Denver. Mike Shanahan with his red face. So, But, but you both got to agree with that. If those are your two options, you got to go out and find the waiver wire and do something or make a move. If that's your only, even if it's just a flex spot, that's, those aren't too good. I mean, Robinson's your obvious choice, but you got to find something better out of those two, wouldn't you think? I, I would. Well, I mean, I know that I've got on my bench right now, you know, on some of my teams. I've got Barber, the Las Vegas running back, who I think is not going to play anymore because of Jacobs coming back. I got Singletary. I got, uh, who else do I have as a running back? Uh, that's, uh, I mean, Gaskin, I think I would probably start over those two. But, I mean, there's not, if you're in a league, a 12-man league, there's not a lot of of of, uh, of running backs out there, period. There's just not. I mean, so you're you're going to have to start one of those guys in your league, you know. I mean, and and Robinson is to me a no brainer. I mean, I wasn't trying to say you know Sermon is is the guy, but you know Robinson, I think out of those two, definitely for sure. Um, last one, start him or sit him. Adam wanted to know uh, he's got a flex spot. It's a PPR, uh, full point PPR. So full point PPR. Start one of these three: Debo Samuel. Odell Beckham Jr. or Cole Beasley? Calna, who do you think? Well, we're going to do process of elimination. I hate Odell Beckham. We've established that. <laughs> Can't stand him, though. He did bounce back last week in his first game healthy. I believe he had 70-something yards receiving. I didn't get in the end zone. I believe with a run first, Baker averages around 21 passes a game, tops. So but that's Baker Mayfield. I would eliminate Odell Beasley. Mm, he's not a touchdown monster. I still think you got to lean towards Debo Samuel. And what should be, I believe they're over under 49.5, Seattle at Niners. And that should be a game where there's lots of points scored and they're going to have to throw the ball. They can't rely on the run because Trey Sermon is there, Eli Mitchell and Niners, and then you got Chris Carson. I, and who, who, who wouldn't like? He's still the number one, although Brandon Ayuk did come back last week and have some catches. So look for him to be a mix into the mix now with those guys, but Debo's still number one, and he is such a monster after the catch. I mean, he creates yards on his own, so I'd go Debo Samuel. Yeah, especially if it's a full-point PPR. I mean, isn't the guy averaging like 10 like targets every single week? Yeah, he is a target monster also. Yeah. So you got a, you got a nice little uh, problem there, but I'd go Debo Samuel. Yeah, Debo Samuel, I think so too. Spank, what do you think? Uh, I'm only going to pick this guy just because I want to say his name, but... Uh... Debo, yeah, Sorry. yeah. I think you got to go with Debo, it's mainly because, and I play into that decision because of sometimes they run the gadget plays with him. Here's a handle, even though the PPR, but I think Debo is probably the safest call on those three. 
All right, so there you go. Start them or sit them, guys, for week number four. Thanks for the questions. Again, you can always get them in. Fantasy Football Junkies on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can also email us at the Fantasy Football Junkies Podcast at gmail.com. Very easy to get a hold of, and we respond to all of these uh, report, uh, you know, questions and concerns and opinions, too. So Thursday night football focus, Kalna. Man, I know you're excited about this one, buddy. Cincinnati versus Jacksonville. And I can't wait to get to a couple of the uh, hell no or faux shows that, Calendar, you're going to take part in again. I'm not uh, participating in that. <laughs> All right, what's your Thursday night football focus, Calendar? Man, I don't know who picks these games. They started the season off with a doozy with Tampa Bay and Dallas, but after that, it's just it's not much to look forward to except it's football. Someone like me could enjoy a uh, Division three game on a Sunday night just so I could lay some money on it. But you got the Jacksonville Jaguars led by Trevor Lawrence, who's looking like the rookie that he is. He's, he's got seven INTs for the year. They're going against at Cincinnati. The, the Bengals have been surprisingly good on defense, and I just believe with Vegas is over under at 45-and-a-half, it's not going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Bengals are favored by 7-and-a-half. If you have Trevor Lawrence, bench him. To be honest with you, I think yeah, you can consider cutting him at this point. He, he's not; he just has not looked great. Plus, Martina Navratilova and Tom Petty had him, <laughs> so uh, that's another strike against him. He's free falling. So no Lawrence this week. I'd say James Robinson, those banks obviously has something personal against James Robinson. I'm not <laughs> sure what he did to him, but he does not like James Robinson. I think. Uh, he had 22.4 fantasy points last week. And the Jaguars will depend on him because, I mean, Trevor Lawrence can't throw the ball. He had seven, he had 8.1 points last week and 8.7 points the last week before that in fantasy. But James Robinson had 15 carries for 88 yards, one touchdown, and had six receptions for 46 yards last week. So James Robinson is someone in the Jags offense that could possibly make a difference. Uh, I'm just sticking with the Jags here. DJ Chart is not a bad option, but their number one guy is Marvin Jones Jr. He's doing it all. He's had 16 and 14 fantasy points this year. A couple touchdowns, nine targets, 11. I don't know what that says, 11 receptions. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I scribbled some stuff and I had some drinks last night. So. <laughs> I actually, real quick, to add on to that, you know, I picked up Marvin Jones Jr. in your, your 12-man league. And uh, again, he, he's he caught six out of eight targets last week um, for sixty-two yards, and um, you know he's really the only guy. I think it looks like that's the only guy that Trevor Lawrence <laughs> like recognizes on the field. I don't know if he he sees the number ones on his jersey, and he oh there's there's somebody that I can throw it to every time. But he seems to just throw it to him uh, really well. And 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 Jones, you know, he does get like you said that defense from the Bengals tonight. But I still I like. I like Marvin Jones Jr. tonight, man. I like him to go for like what seventy yards and and you know possibility of scoring a touchdown. I I see him getting thirteen points tonight. Don't you? I agree. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot eventually, and they'll be chasing points. So Marvin Jones is an obvious start in tonight's game. And then you got Cincinnati, who you know they're they're doing okay. Joe Burrow I didn't one of us had I didn't have I think. We've underestimated him sometimes. He's had some pretty good games. But last week he only had 18 passing attempts. 172 yards, 
in my opinion, I'd be scared to start Joe Burrow unless you have to or you have him in a two-quarterback lead just because he could go up big and they could stick with Mixon. And Mixon is a workhorse, like I've said, and they could they could run out the clock in that second half with a lot of running running plays. I would say Joe Mixon is the star of this game. I think he's going to have a huge game, even though he let us down last week. He just does everything for the team. They got great receiving options, so you, you establish the run, you open up the pass, everything's going to look good there. Jamar Chase, Banks, boy, he. Uh, I have to admit, I did not trust him this year. I didn't draft him in any league. The yips got me scared in preseason, but he's he's been a hog, and he looks like he's going to be a true number one for a long time. T. Higgins, is it, is it official he's going to be out, or is it still questionable that he might play? Yeah, I was looking at the Wednesday practice report here. Hold on really quick because his name popped up. Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver yesterday didn't practice again. He will not play versus the Jaguars. So it's a, Oh, well, he's his shoulders, he's out. So that leaves, besides Jamar Chase, you got Tyler Boyd, who's a consistent veteran professional, and that's somebody you can count on in a flex. I think Tyler Boyd could have a game if it's close, but like I said, I think it's a Joe Mixon game, and it's really – not a game that's going to get a lot of people tuned in. I don't, except for the people in Jacksonville, <laughs> people in Cincy, and then people like us that are like really oddballs that love this sport so much. But not looking forward to it. To be honest with you, I've got a dilemma. I want your guys' opinion real quick. I'm to go to Bill Burr's comedy thing at Fox Theater tonight. Love Bill Burr. I don't know if you guys like him. I love him. But boy. I, I kind of twinged my back the other day. My back's kind of out. I feel like I'm 74 instead of 60. Or 40, wow, I almost said I was 64. Are you Are you okay? 40. Are you okay, Calvin? Are you all right, buddy? <laughs> I I really did hurt my back to where I had like it took me four minutes to get off uh, out of bed this morning. Okay. I had to just keep grunting and rolling. But would you guys would you stay at home and watch the uh, football game, or would you go out? Yeah, I'm staying home watching football. I like really? Bill. I like I love Bill Burr, but I can get enough Bill Burr on YouTube. I don't need to go see him live. Uh, I think you are married now, so you are already in trouble because you're already seeking advice (laughs) from one married guy and one divorcee. Uh, I think you will enjoy your Bill Burr show because your wife will tell you, you're not watching football, you're going to Bill Burr with me. She bought the tickets, too. Oh, yeah, you're done. So, yeah, you don't have a choice, like he said. Have fun at the show, fellas. Very good, Spank. Very good. I like that. All right, is is that your Thursday Night Football focus tonight? What's your prediction on a score, Calna? Tonight, yeah. I would say Bengals 27, Jaguars 13. Oh, wow. All right. Time for some faux show or hell no. Are you ready, Spank Dog? We're going to try. Trevor Lawrence tonight throws two touchdowns. Faux show or hell no? Hell no. Wow. All right. Joe Burrow tonight throws three touchdowns. Hell no or faux show. Faux show. Oh, to Jamar Chase. (laughs) I like how you do that. Before you go, before you go on, Kalna, would you go Jamar Chase? Listen now, I don't want you getting crossed up here. Would you go Jamar Chase for Jefferson straight up right now? No. Don't start Why not? reindeer games with me on the radio. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because Jamar Chase has more points, but Justin Jefferson's got the bigger, fancier name. So I'm just I like asking. Justin Jefferson. Mike Herb in our league, Mike Herb, 
he got nasty with me last week. He got a little contentious in a text message. He condescended to me. I don't like that. Don't <laughs> condescend to Chris Kellner. And uh, I, I'm not, I love uh, Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to be a very, very – Jamar Chase has been great, but I don't, I don't think he can sustain Justin Jefferson's numbers. I would definitely make that trade right now. Why don't you guys try to figure out a way to get him for me so you can work that out? <laughs> Just so you know, on our uh, Twitter account, Fantasy Junkies won the Fantasy Football Junkies. Uh, the, the poll is up. Will Trevor Lawrence throw two TDs tonight? And uh, right now, faux show. Listen to this. Faux show. Spanky is winning right now at 63%. People think he's throwing two touchdowns tonight. So I've been wrong before. <laughs> you have been wrong before. All right, we got three more. Three more. Okay, uh, here we go. Arizona Cardinals start off with a 4-0 record. Hell no or faux show. This one hurts. This one hurts, but hell no. Really? I'm scared for Arizona this week. So you think the Los Angeles Rams are starting 4-0, not Arizona? Oh man, that one hurts, dude. Oh, show. Oh man, he can't even do it, Callum. What do you think about that? That's a because that's something I saw a lot of people talking about this week. Was that it's a great game? You know, that's a it's an I, I I've got a, a boom in that game that I need to talk about. But uh, that Arizona Los Angeles Rams game, man. What do you think about that one? It's must watch TV. I'm going to tell you that it's going to it's going to decide a lot in that division. I believe that the Rams are just the better all-around team. They showed that against TB12. You beat Tom Brady pretty handily. Yeah, I couldn't all believe Brady it. had was some garbage time. So I just think the Rams probably have the upper hand. Tyler Murray's been playing out of this world. Crazy. I just seem like he's going to come down to earth eventually. I hope he does because Bank owns him, and I like to see him fail often. So he came down just, to earth I, a little bit last week. He came down to earth a little what, bit last week with only 20 points. <laughs> That's what I like to see. I would like to see that, but I believe that over-under... Oh, actually, they have a high over-under, 53.5 this week. Yeah. So that's going to be a very high-scoring affair. I just think the Rams, they just have... I gotta hate saying that I hate Stan Kroenke. <laughs> I hate what they did to St. Louis. But I just think that the Rams have a better overall team, and right. Arizona will... We'll, we'll, we'll probably fall shy in this one. I think all three of us are in the same boat. We're not fans of the Los Angeles Rams. Um, fans of some of their players, but just not the organization. I love me some Arizona Cardinals. You know, the former, the real St. Louis team, you know, football team first. I love me Kyler Murray. You know, Hopkins, huge fan. Love those guys. You know, I've got I've got four or five Cardinals on my fancy football team. Um, so let's stick. You know, I got two more hail no or uh, faux shows. Uh, Spanky, this is this is a big one too. People are wondering this. This is a big uh, quarterback debate in one of my leagues right now. Kyler Murray puts up better fantasy numbers than Dak Prescott this week. Of course, Kyler has the Los Angeles Rams. Dak has Carolina. So here's your question: Kyler Murray puts up better fantasy numbers than Dak Prescott. I know you've got him on your team, but is that a hail no or a faux show? Hell, I think Dak does much better. This week, you got to give me over. one. Come on, man! You got to give me a hey. Yeah, I'm going Dak. So, no, so, so, hell no! All right, all right, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that one. All right, last one, and uh, this one is going out to um, a, 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 an owner, a manager. I don't even know if I want to call him any of those though, because really, every single year that we're in the uh, Big Daddy Fantasy Football League, the three of us are, have been in this league. Calna, how many years you've been in this league? I've been in and out. For uh, 
what do you, what, Stank, you'd probably be better 15 years at least? Mm, I think so, yeah. It just depends on if you pay your friendship dues or not. Yeah, how many le- how many years have you actually ran this league, Spank? Let's let's just answer that one. It's, it's been going on for 22 years, I okay. believe. So, it, and in 22 years... I think there's probably one person that's been in this league that's basically just contributes money every single year. And um, my question to you is, does Team Big Worm start off another season at 0-4? Hell no or faux show? Faux show. (laughs) Doesn't it seem like he always gets the number one pick, too? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, his name is Andrew Ravel. You can find him on Facebook if you'd like, guys, and uh, wish him <laughs> wish him luck. <laughs> He's such a friendly person. Oh, my gosh. 0 and 4, dude. Like, what? Does this guy, he just has money to throw away, Spank. I don't ever, I mean, and, and I know he's won the league before. I have no idea how he's won championships before in this league. And that's what fantasy football is so frustrating about. The worst fantasy owners end up winning, like, and it just drives me crazy. Uh, it comes down to when you draft a kicker and a defense in your fifth and sixth round. <laughs> um, I mean, it is what it is. He made the wise move and drafted, you know, Cooper Cup. So he's got some players. He unfortunately got uh, bit by the McCaffrey injury bug, wasn't quick enough to grab Hubba Bubba Chubba. But his, his team is just not that strong. You've got Lamar Jackson, but I don't see him beating uh, the, the richest person in the league this week with, <laughs> with Mr. Hendricks. But, yeah, I think it's 0-4, and, and then he might as well just mail it in. I'm going to probably be reaching out for a couple of I am, too. I'm going to get cut from him for sure. I'm, I'm definitely going to get cut from him for sure. So, all right, there's your hail, no, or foul shores. Now we're getting to the booms and busts for week number four. And like I mentioned before we started the whole thing off, guys, uh, I, I did not have a good week on this at all. Calendar did a lot better than I did, but, man, I'm not, I'm, we're not even going to live in the past. We're going to move forward now. Uh, starting off with your quarterback boom, Calendar, who do you have this week? This is going to go against what I said earlier for the advice, but it's because Derek Carr is playing that Monday night game. Again, it's going to be a high-scoring affair. But I have Kirk Cousins against the Browns. So far this year, Kirk Cousins has 30, 38. And th- <clears throat> no, no, last week, I'm sorry. I, I read stuff wrong. I apologize. He went 38 passes for 323 yards and three touchdowns. He's had 28 fantasy points. 30 fantasy points and 32 fantasy points. And like we said earlier this year, you want to start off with your quarterback. You want him to at least get 25 points. He's doing that every week. Brown's defense is a challenge, but I believe this game is going to be very entertaining. And he's got the weapons. Cook, I believe, is going to. Is he going to play? Is Dublin Cook going to play this week? So far, it looks like he's going to play, yes. We'll get to that here in the uh, the injury report coming up. I would say I, uh, Kirk Cousins is my boom for quarterback. Spanky, who do you got? For my boom, I went with uh, Justin Herbert. I like this mainly because I think it's going to be a high-scoring, high-volume game. I mean, and I like to call him uh, Herbert Sherbert. I like that, too. Cal and I was saving this because I wanted to see what you said about Joe Burrow tonight in that Cincinnati versus Jacksonville game. He is my boom for a quarterback this week, and um, I'm starting him in two leagues that I'm in. I'm actually starting him over Lamar Jackson this week, guys. 
Listen, here's why. Here's why. Jaguars' only team to hold Kyler Murray under 20 fantasy points this season when he just scored 17 last week. But prior to that, Jacksonville gave has given up 27 fantasy points uh, against Taylor in Week 1, 25 against Bridgewater in Week 2. Now, Burrow hasn't scored more than 22 fantasy points in any game this season. I think the dude is in for a big game. And like you said, Kyle, I think he's going to... You know, with T. Higgins, he's going to throw that ball a lot to Jamar Chase, and they're going to, they're going to, they're gonna, I think it's just going to be a boom, boom, boom night for Joe Burrow. In the past three home games, going back to last season, Burrow has 916 passing yards, eight total touchdowns, and just one interception. So that's my big boom for tonight. Starting him over Lamar Jackson. Mark my words, guys. Lamar's going against Denver. It's going to be a tough <laughs> matchup. I'm, I'm actually going to probably start Cousins in a league over Lamar Jackson. All right. What did you say, Spank? I like that. I don't I don't think that's too bold, actually. I, I, I like that move. All right. Thank you. Uh, your running back boom, uh, Spanky, let's start with you. My running back boom kind of fits into what you said. Joe Mixon versus Jags. Crazy to believe Mixon, I believe, is second in the NFL in touches. It's a primetime game tonight. So it goes with the quarterback. I think the whole Cincinnati offense will do good. I even think. Icky Woods may even get a touchdown tonight. Nice. Kellen, who do you have as a boom for your running back spot? Unbelievable. It may have been the uh, first time Spank and I have had the same booms, but I have Joe Mixon. Wow. I think it's that game script in that second half that's going to allow him to have a very, very big fantasy game and a great start for whoever owns him. I don't own him in any leagues, so it could explain my 1-2 and two record. So, guys, my big running back boom is, I think, I, I mean, I don't, it's it's an obvious pickup, I think, for most fantasy teams. If you guys have not, you guys need to go look at your waiver wire right now. Uh, Hubba Bubba Chubba Hubbard. I mean, this guy is, um, you know, he, he's starting at, at that Carolina offense. He's expected to uh, get a the big bulk of the work. He had 14 touches in week three um, when McCaffrey got hurt, converting 11 carries into 52 yards, along with three catches for 27 yards on five targets. Now, We'll see what uh, role Royce Freeman has, but Hubbard should have a big game catching the ball too. So Dallas, number three in receptions allowed to running backs with 26 on the season. I think uh, this this Chubba Hubbard, especially I, I, you know the big. I think the big boom that he's going to have really is for teams who really needed a running back and who really needed because I mean I picked him up and you know I tried picking him up in the big. I don't know how the heck somebody picked up Hubbard so fast. In the Big Daddy Fantasy Football League, Cal. I mean, you and I think we talked about that a little bit, but there might have been some tomfoolery going on there. I, I, I while we got Spank here on the line, why, why are waivers open on Thursday night football games? Because I am a firm believer that just because there's Thursday games, I don't. Because there's people that listen to podcasts, weirdly enough, <laughs> on Thursdays and Fridays. But why should we have to shut everything down prior to Sunday games? Maybe there's some. Uh, injuries that they're waiting to fall through the through the through the you know game. Why shut it down on Thursday when your games aren't even until Sunday? With the exception of one game, it's just not fair. Draft better, fella. No, no. Real quick. Yeah, listen to what we have in, to say. In settings, yeah. you can set it where it the waivers go into effect during the game, and then after you know the game and tomorrow on all the way to Sunday before kickoff, they're open back up. Or there's other games, but Herb apparently sits there literally with his freaking phone, watches the game, and looks and, and waits to hear a tweak out of someone's kneecap. And he picked him up in like rodeo time, eight seconds. Mike, Herb, the gentleman again. you are referring to has twelve kids and never sleeps. 
so he has no time. He got lucky. Um, well, I didn't. I, I hey. didn't. I didn't know that the waivers were open during a game. Like I that that kind yeah. of befuddled me, and that's a big word, befuddled. So we can move on. We can debate this later. Um, moving on to our our wide receiver booms for this week. I'm going to go ahead and start because I need to apologize. Actually, I don't know if I need to apologize. I think Marquise Brown needs to apologize to every fantasy owner on the planet. I called him as my boom last week. Do you remember this, Kellen? We we both had him. We both had him. I have him on two teams, and he (laughs) broke my heart. I mean, unbelievable the game that he could have had. He could have had he could have he could have had probably the most points by any receiver last week, but he dropped the ball, it seemed like every single time. It was just not good. So sorry. You know, I don't need to apologize. I think Marquise Brown needs to apologize, and I think he actually has to everyone. Uh, my boom for this week is Robert Woods. Uh, he's Los Angeles Rams wide receiver. I'm going I'm to give this guy one more chance. I've got him in two of my leagues, and I'm going to give him one more chance as a starting fantasy receiver. Hopefully a strong history against the Cardinals carries over. In the past five meetings with Arizona, Woods has four games with at least 18 PPR points. Now, it's been a struggle for Woods so far this year. Obviously, Cup has been the stud. Um, but Matthew Stafford, I think, is going to need to start throwing to some of these supporting guys, okay, and, and not just Cup. So I think, and I hope, Woods remains the number two guy, and I think he's going to be a big boom. Like Callan said, this is going to be a game to watch. I hope Robert Woods uh, goes off in this game. Callan, who's your wide receiver boom? This is going to be a reach. It's going to be a shock to some people because he was uh, – he was nowhere to be found in week one at all. Never had a target week two. I think he had one catch. Last week he came back and had six targets, four catches. Granted, only 37 yards, but he did get in the end zone. Brandon Ayuk of 49ers finally gets some love and scores. You know, has a decent game. I believe that it's going to be up and down, back and forth. And with them concentrating so much coverage on Debo and Kittle, Brandon and I, uh, it looks like he's gotten out of, even though my, or uh, Kyle, Kyle, Shane, and I hate him. I really do. I believe he's the kind of guy that walks into the room and thinks he's the smartest dude in any room he's at. That could be at like an Einstein conference. He's a Mensa dude, I guarantee. But Yay! I, uh, yeah, I think, I, I really, I think the FBI shut his phone off. It like literally shut his phone off because he was getting too dangerous there. Spanky, who's your wide receiver boom this week? <laughs> well, it's a long reach. But I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm foreshadowing, I think. I, I honestly can't believe I'm going to say it, but your guy, A.J. Green. Why? Because he's on your team. You just pick guys on your team that you want to have a big week. No, no, because honestly, I don't know the status and if your guy, Hopkins, is 100%. But each week, A.J. Green has got at least six targets so far. So week one, six, two, you know. So the volume is there. So... My thought process, which isn't always obviously correct, there there is some volume there. At some point, is it going to be a even bigger than six? But I just think at some point he's due. With 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 your guy Hopkins, I just I just think it's there. So it's value based decision. Yeah, you know in the Hopkins thing, you know every every injury report that you read or you go into and dive into, you know Dr. Morse from the Fantasy Doctors even says apparently this this Hopkins and I didn't know this is like one of the toughest guys in the NFL. Um, you know, just really really tough dude. Plays through a lot of injuries that we don't even know about or the Cardinals even know about, but um that is a reach I think AJ Green for a boom, but good luck to you, buddy. 
This one here now, we're getting to our flex spots, and it can be a quarterback, a running back, wide receiver, tight end. could be a kicker or a defense. I don't think anybody's had a kicker or a defense for a boom flex spot yet this uh, this season. But week number four, Calna, who's your flex boom for this week? Weird that you said that about defenses. I decided to do that, even though it's not really a, a flex spot. If you can grab Cincy's defense. I've got him. Yes. Game, yes. I love you. I did that. I did that in all my leagues. I, I got him in one and missed out on them and two others I put requesting for. But I believe that they're going to have a big game. Trevor Lawrence looks like garbage. Uh, I, 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 they've been really great against the run. It just seems like since he's going to dominate this game, and it's going to be one of those uh, Thursday night snoozers. So if you can go out today, right now, if you're not doing anything or whatever you listen to us before kickoff, and grab Cincy's defense, you will not be sorry to start your week off good in that spot because defenses are devalued. But if you can get a, t- a defense to score you 15-plus fantasy points to open your week, you got an advantage. That's right. Okay, who do you have, Mr. Spankdog? Uh, for my boom and my flex, I went with uh, It's not a – you know, brain serve Darren Waller, 33 targets through three games. I believe that this week versus Chargers, because of the high scoring that's going to happen, I think it's one of those crazy two TD Waller games. I like that. I like it. I'm going to go Corey Davis, uh, the New York Jets versus Tennessee. He spent the past four seasons with the Titans. This is kind of a, a revenge game, and I like those, man, when you got a revenge matchup. Uh, Tennessee's already allowed five receivers to score at least 12 PPR, and Davis will hopefully reach that total for the second time this year after he scored 26 PPR points in Week 1 at Carolina. He's combined for just 11 PPR points in the past two games, but he had 10 targets in Week 3 at Denver. I hope uh, Zach Wilson continues to feature him like that in this week matchup. So getting to our busts, who, who do you have as your quarterback? Kalina as your big bust this week. Hey, do it. Got them on both on two teams, my big money league and uh, my Lake of the Ozarks league. Lamar Jackson at Denver. Denver's defense is stout. You got the mile high, the elevation. You know, Lamar's planning on running the ball a lot. I see an oxygen mask on in his future. Uh, I think they're going to be up against the wall. Their running game is suffering. They're not really establishing that run, so it's going to be in, it's going to be put on Lamar's back. And I just think that he's going to have a, a tough game. So if you happen to have a deep second quarterback like Cousins, uh, that would be somebody to start over Lamar Jackson this week. But to be honest, I don't know if I have the guts in one of my leagues to, to bench him. But I think he's going to have a bust. He's not going to live up to his expectations. Spanky, who's your quarterback bust? Uh, my bust this week, and I'm not in a big, cool, big money league. Uh, I'm only in a flea market league. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with Ryan Tannehill. Both the oh. wide receivers are hurt. I think it's going to be a straight running game for uh, Tennessee. So I think T- Tannehill's not a, a go-to this week. I agree with you, Ryan Tannehill. Even though it is against the Jets, but. I'm sorry? Even though it's against the Jets, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a, a, a good matchup for him with his good core out. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Ball. I agree. He, I mean, he's he, AJ Brown does not look like he's playing. Julio Jones, you know, doesn't look like he's playing. Like you said, much much as I like the sleeper appeal of guys like Nick Westbrook, Kane, and Chester Rogers, I I don't think anyone should start Tannehill if his top receivers are out, even against the Jets. Like you said, the game's going to be. All about Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. It should be, you know? But then again, they flip it, and they might make it something totally different. The Jets have also yet to allow 
multiple passing TDs in a game this season against uh, Darnell, Mac Jones, and Bridgewater. But Tannehill is only worth starting if you've got that two quarterback league super flex league. I just I stay away from Ryan Tannehill. I know he's on a lot of teams, Matt. He's owned by a lot of a lot of teams, but that's my big bust for this week. Spanky, who's your running back bust for this week? Shan Quan Barkley versus Saints. I think it's a uh, the the Saints are down or the Giants are down a couple linemen, and I think it's going to be more of a passing game uh, for the script. So I don't I don't like Barkley this week. All right, my running back uh, bust is Miles Gaskin, Miami versus Indy. Uh, I've been a Gaskin fan. I mean, just because I I drafted him in too many leagues, and I, I'm just like, golly, man, he's got to do something, but. He's been a bust so far this season. It's hard to trust him in Week 4 against the Colts. While he did have a season-high 13 carries in Week 3 versus Vegas, he's, he's still yet to score a TD this year, guys. He topped out at 11 PPR points in Week 1 at New England. Malcolm Brown's just too much of a factor for Gaskin. Colts have allowed Chris Carson, Derek Henry to each gain over 110 total yards, but neither, neither scored a TD either. Colts have allowed just 11 receptions to running backs this season. Gaskin's still worth maybe... In a flex spot in PPR, but uh, I just I I'm, I'm gonna bench. I, I I think I benched him in three of my leagues. I have to start him in one of my leagues just because I do not have any better option. But I just think it's gonna be another bust. So be prepared for that. Calna, who do you got? Whoa, whoa, Bonzi, Bonzi, Bonzi. We got breaking news. Yeah, we we got breaking news. Your guy that you spoke of a couple weeks ago, Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, is actually really retiring. He's signing a one day contract with the Eagles. So now it's legit. He is finally out of the league. Go ahead, carry on. Good. I'm glad I brought his name up two weeks ago. Go ahead, Calvin. <laughs> One of the best moments of my life. Um, I have Damian Harris in the running back spot. New England is hosting Tom Brady. Gronk's coming back. Antonio Brown played a little bit in the page. It's gonna, that that this is gonna be a fun weekend of football. I'm glad I have nothing planned. That's going to be a heck of a game. It's a, it's a Sunday night game. The Buccaneers absolutely shut down the run. They eliminated Ezekiel Elliott in week one. They're one of the best running defenses in the league. I don't see Harris contributing at all. I don't care if he's your RB1, RB2, RB3, RB4. Get him on your bench. Do not start him. He will definitely be a bust this week. Yeah, you're going to enjoy football after tonight when you miss your Cincinnati defense scoring all those points watching Mr. Burr. But anyway, um, my wide receiver bust is going to be Michael Pittman, guys. Um, Pittman has been a target beast the past two weeks with 12 in each game against the Rams. Titans, he scored at least 12 PPR points in each game. It's great to see him starting to live up to the preseason hype because I've got him in two leagues that are really important to me. I'd lower expectations for him this week with Miami's talented secondary of course, uh, they've got that Howard guy, and I forget the other dude's name. It's just really good. That uh, that duo should be able to lock down Pittman, though, pretty easy. And he's only worth using, I think, seriously as a, uh, maybe a low-end flex spot. Um, he's projected to get a lot of points, too, in, in a lot of those leagues. And I hate that when you see a player that's projected to get a lot of and you're like, man, there's just no way. And, and I feel like that's one of the guys you're going to say, there's no way, it's not going to happen. Michael Pittman, my bust. Calvin, who do you got? I have, I think, didn't you just pick this guy up, Emmanuel Sanders yeah. from Buffalo? Yeah. I just think they have to start using digs more. Sanders had two touchdowns this week. He's a good pickup. He's, I, I believe he could be a flex start. But I, I just think that Emmanuel Sanders isn't going to be able to keep up. He's, he's getting the targets and everything. But I believe this is one of those games that Josh Allen 
targets Diggs a lot against Houston, and I would consider Emmanuel Sanders uh, a bust for this week going against the Texans. Who's your wide receiver bust, Bank? I have to go this week, even though it's a top-tier wide receiver, DJ Moore, mainly because I think the Cowboys' secondary props the Calmas team is going to focus on stopping him, and I think it becomes – where they, they make them route, go somewhere else, and then I, I, I think maybe Robbie Anderson has a little bit better game. But I think this might be a week to where it kind of comes to a standstill. I, think, I believe he's had double-digit points, obviously, depending on your settings, each week. But I think this week, against the Cowboys, I think that might change a little bit. All right, Spanky, who is your flex bust for this week? Remember, it can be a quarterback, uh, running back, wide receiver, kicker, or defense. Who's your big bust at the flex spot this week? You already, set, you guys both set up the table earlier. Your guy, uh, Marquise Brown, he's uh, brain fogged right now with the drops, and he draws a tough Broncos defense. I think he's the uh, bust for my, myself this week. That's just sad to say that too, isn't it, man? Oh, it's just. So, I know Calvin didn't like hearing that at all, but uh, my bust for this week is running back James Connor for Arizona. Now, listen, uh, great to see Connor get those two TDs in Jacksonville last week for all those James Conner owners, but but don't chase that production, all right? Chase Edmonds should remain the best fantasy running back for the Cardinals. And I'm, I'm saying that, yes, because I'm pulling a spanky. He's on lots of my teams. Um, he's worth, really, seriously, using as a number two PPR running back this week, uh, and, but not Conner, okay? He, he did well against the Jags. Don't think that's going to happen against this Los Angeles Rams team. So, um I was I you know I don't think you start him. I think there's lots of other running backs out there that you can pick up and go get and start. Um, that is my bust for uh, week number four. Kalna, who is your uh, flex uh, bust for this week? It's going to surprise a lot of people because he's going to be their main guy replacing Christian McCaffrey, but Chubba Hubbard. And back to what Spank was saying, who it looks like he's he's coming around the corner about Dallas. There's plenty of room on the bandwagon. They're a Super Bowl contender this year. I got a big Double. old butt. There ain't enough room on that wagon. Oh, plenty of room. It's a big corner spot for you. I got to just say, nice little uh, uh, little fold-out soft chair sit on. Jump aboard. I, I, you know, you like the Panthers. That's your team. You don't like them like I like the Cowboys. But Dallas' defense has vastly improved. They went out in the draft and picked all kinds of – I believe their first six or seven picks were defensive guys. And they're everything. They're swarming to the ball. I just believe that <clears throat> that Panthers can't keep up with Dallas's offense, and they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And back to that, Diggs, the cornerback, is Stefan's brother. He's going to be a shut. He's he's a what's his face? Um, Ellis Island. That ain't him. Come on, help me out. The Jets guy that shuts down people. Revis. Huh? Revis. They're all Revis. Yeah. Revis Island. Our Deion Sanders. Diggs is going to be that kind of guy. He's had three interceptions. Chubba Hubbard's going to have a bust of a week against my Dallas Cowboys. All right, there are your booms and busts for week number four, and now let's get into the waiver wire and injury list. What do you guys think we should talk about first, the injuries or the waiver wire pickups? I don't ever know. Yeah, the injuries are really really a ton of waiver wire stuff to pick up, though, this week outside of Chubba and... Well, yeah. I mean, again, Spanky, you keep assuming that everyone's been playing fantasy football for 20 years and everyone has a great team like you do. So there are people out there that, you know, have never played before and are, are, they don't understand fantasy football. So that's why we try to do this. All right. So let's start off with the waivers and show Spanky there are some people out there. Maybe even he can pick up. All right. Like quarterback Sam Darnold uh, from the Panthers. He was only owned in 9% uh, before week three. 
Um, running backs, we, we mentioned Chubba Hubbard a lot. Of course, he's on there. Uh, Calvin, I think you and I may, mentioned Gainwell last week. Kenneth Gainwell of the Eagles as a running back. Again, he was only owned in 28% of the leagues, and the Eagles haven't played this week, but uh, Gainwell is a running back that's still available in a lot of leagues. Uh, he doesn't offer standalone value, but you know this is a Miles Sanders backfield so far. That said, Gainwell is the backup here. Uh, he's just one injury away from potentially solidifying his role. Strong stash right now in most leagues. That's Kenneth Gainwell. Wide receivers, Tim Patrick. He was picked up a lot this week. Uh, this will be the third straight week that uh, we're, we're talking about Patrick. I think we mentioned him in week two because of Jerry Judy, right? Didn't we say something about Tim Patrick? Um, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, just uh, the other, uh, gosh, I'm slipping my mind. The other receivers on the IL now for Denver. So it's yeah, just it's KJ Hamlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's got to, uh, besides Cortland Sutton, they, they really don't, besides Noah fan, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick has an opportunity to really shine. Uh, while I got the, while I do have the, the stage, Jacoby Myers and a lot of 10 man leagues. I'm not sure people have him on their, on their team in those flea market type of leagues. Uh, but he had 14 targets last week. He's, he's been a crazy target monster. They have to throw the ball. They're going to have to try to keep up with Tampa. And he, one, one crazy fact, I believe he's had 150 some odd receptions in his career. He's never seen the end zone. Now, if you want to go by odds, you want to you want to bet a, a little uh, a little thing for, for Sunday night's game. Go to the Ve- anything in Vegas and, and get, look at the odds for Jacoby Myers to get in the end zone. I think Jacoby Myers would be a great pickup if he's available on your free agent uh, uh, waiver wire. Yep, I like that. Emmanuel Sanders, you already mentioned uh, that was a big pickup uh, last week. Hunter Renfro, wide receiver for the Raiders. Um, Renfro, not a high ceiling guy, but he's very serviceable. Carl likes to throw to this guy, and Carl's been throwing a lot, as we've talked about. I think uh, he's you know accounted for like twenty over twenty percent of the the red zone targets too, and that that's a big big deal. So look at that. Um, some other waiver wire pickups this week that were were you're still I mean they're still available in a lot of leagues. James Washington of the Steelers, you know, because Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith, they're they're not healthy. Uh, look at Callan Johnson, if you can, from the Giants, because Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, both not doing well with injuries. Uh, the Nick Westbrook, Ikeen, or Ikeen, or however you say his name, from the Titans. You know, A.J. Brown's got that hamstring going on, and nobody knows um, really what is his situation. So uh, those are some players. Oh, and a tight end. Tyler Conklin uh, has a, a, a really nice week last week. Uh, he's not going to be peppered with eight targets very often, but uh, in that Vikings offense, you know, Calvin, you mentioned it about with the, with the Kirk Cousins thing. You know, Conklin's a good pickup if he's available right now, and you have to start a tight end. Um, now, for the injury report, this came out from yesterday's Wednesday practice reports. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson did not practice yesterday. They are saying no, uh, he should be still okay to go. Bears uh, quarterback Andy Dalton limited. Justin Fields, right thumb. Uh, he he looks like he's going to play. Uh, sticking with the quarterbacks, Jameis Winston went full. Uh, he's good to go for the Giants. Roethlisberger didn't practice though. He'll steep. Uh, he'll he'll be he'll he'll still play versus the Packers. Now the running backs, uh, like you know, we talked about Dalvin Cook. Uh, he was limited in practice yesterday, though. They're saying he should return against the Browns. Uh, Saquon Barkley. He actually might not even play this week. Um, they say he, you know, his knee is is more sore, I think, than what they're letting on. 
49ers shoulder injury by Elijah Mitchell, limited, very iffy to play against the Seahawks. Rashad Penny uh, didn't practice yesterday. He will miss the 49ers game. Uh, who else do we have here? Oh, Melvin Gordon, rib injury, was limited. They say he should be fine if he wears the uh, flak jacket. And then uh, this guy here, running back DeAndre Swift, you know, he had a big week, but he was limited uh, again at practice yesterday with that groin, so keep an eye on him. Uh, you know, he, he should be good to go against the, the Bears. Wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of people have them on his t- Obviously, 100% of people own this guy. Didn't practice again yesterday for the ribs. I started him last week in week three, knowing that I shouldn't, just because, you know, this rib injury, I guess, is pretty bad. He can't even put his one one of his arms. I forget if it's the left arm or the right arm. He can't pull his arm fully up over his head right now. So that's scary, but they say he should play, but that you know maybe that opens up some other receivers because it's a distraction you know, or a decoy for, for this, this team. Uh, some other big names on there. T. Higgins is out. Odell Beckham Jr. should be back. Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, didn't practice ahead of the Steelers. He, we don't know if he's going to play or not. Uh, who else? Oh, Sammy Watkins was another one. Baltimore Ravens wide receiver. There was a non-injury that he didn't practice yesterday, but he should be uh, good to go against the Broncos. So that's our waiver wire and injury updates for week number four. And wrapping it up, as we do every single week, it's time for the Spank Box. I'll turn it over to you, Spanky, and let us have it. Hey, you, don't be that guy. I don't be that guy that says, hey, I'm going to look for a trade, okay? I want to uh, make a trade, but... Uh, Here's what I want. I want this and I want this. So uh, send me some send me some deals. Deals come your way. Hey, don't be that guy and come back out and say, hey, let me clarify what I really want. When I want an orange, I want an orange. When I want an apple, I want an apple. I don't like these offers being sent. Let me clarify a little bit better. Don't be that guy. Make a move. Boom. <laughs> Why do I think every time you do that, you're speaking about either me or Calvin? This week it was. <laughs> Prior to that, it was. 100% me. 100% me. <laughs> Only because I had to come back and I wanted to make sure that I didn't sound like a, uh, uh, well, like bonded last week. Because if I really sound that bad, then we need to renegotiate my contract and I will return all the paychecks that you paid me so far for this. Yeah, you're really good. Idiot. You're really good. You're really good. All right, guys, that's the Fantasy Football Junkies week number four. And again, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Guys, have a good week this week, and good luck. Don't forget to also listen to Fantasy Football 101 Sunday morning to get the latest updates, get your calls in, and start them or sit them questions. And again, we appreciate all you guys uh, listening and hanging out. Subscribe and follow us, Fantasy Football Junkies Podcast. We'll see you guys later until week number five. Good luck. See ya.